0: Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as the calendar is in mid-July, the trade deadline, just a couple of weeks away. And Griffin, before we get into the games for Monday, the biggest story in Major League Baseball over the weekend, I guess, is the report that the Angels are wisely going to be listening to offers for Shohei Ohtani. And I think you and I both agree that this is the best move for their organization.
1: Yeah, but I'm not really expecting them to make good moves because they haven't for decades. When, when was the last time they won? Like 2005 2000, maybe? T- 2002. 2002, yeah. Okay, so we're, at, we're, we're basically like the – it's been now a, a child of drinking age uh, since they made a good decision. Besides, I guess give them some credit for signing Choyotani. I should do that. But um, the fact that they haven't been doing this already, like they need to get as much as they can – like Trout is basically a half-season player and has been for the last decade, it feels like. So um, unfortunately, they need to move Otani. They have a really tough race, especially if the Rangers are going to be good, because I don't think that was really expected before the season started. So um, Selim probably ends up in L.A. or something like that. there doesn't have to even move very far, um, get a bunch of prospects, and then focus on trying to rebuild Um, though I got to say, I am going to miss Otani in an angels uniform because that has been the the best team to bet against, I think in history.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a sad thing when you have two of the best players in the sport and you just can't seem to win (laughs) because it's not about the individual, but those are two of the best in the game and the angels just continue to not have, not make the playoffs and not have any success in the regular season. Uh, let's talk about another disappointing team, and that's the New York Yankees, who on July 16th, as of Sunday night recording this, after losing to the Colorado Rockies on Alan Treo's first home run of the season, they are in last place in the American League East. Huh. I guess for the
1: Red Sox have been hot. Um, and, I mean, still a great division. So I, I don't really worry so much about being last place in the East. I'm sure that doesn't feel good looking at it up at every single other member of the division, but, um, it's a great year to have unbalanced schedules. They can hopefully for Yankees fans, uh, they can hopefully fatten up on the rest of their division because they get six less games against everyone else that they, uh, probably don't want to see. Um, I'm in that division. I'm most surprised by the Orioles just continuing with, uh, not much offense to beat everybody. It seems, uh, but
0: great division. Wish they all got in the playoffs, honestly. The Orioles have won eight straight games and are one game back of the Tampa Bay race.
1: It's amazing. I mean, the the Rays who start off the year so well, it's it's almost like a direct like repeat of the Yankees from last year where uh, awesome start to the season and then hard to keep that up. But, I mean, the Rays really haven't fallen too far. I guess losers of seven or their last ten is not great, but – Orioles are
0: uh, putting pressure on them and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. A couple of teams have been fading here. uh, Let's start the second half of the season. The Reds have lost four straight. They're now two games back of the Brewers in the central. The Diamondbacks have lost four straight. In fact, the Diamondbacks just two wins in their last 10 and they are now two and a half games back in the West. Yeah. um, I I took a little bit. I I
1: rarely play any sort of future with a, a minus in front of it, but um, I thought that Corbin Carroll was going to be lost for the season, but I, I clearly got that one wrong, but, um, just didn't really believe in the diamondbacks. They're kind of struggling into the break and, uh, certainly did not start off the second half very well. And, uh, I think they're going to have a lot of problems staying and hang in there with Dodgers who, uh, are the Dodgers are going to trade, as you've already said on this podcast, they're going to trade for more pieces and they're just going to continue
0: to crush it. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Monday. Those Orioles who have won eight straight will have Grayson Rodriguez back on the mound for the first time since May 26th. Welcome back to the big leagues, Grayson. And Emmett Sheehan goes for the Dodgers at Camden Yards.
1: Yeah, um, Grayson Rodriguez was was awful uh, as one of the biggest prospects in our game here uh, that we're talking about. Maybe it's not ours collectively, but anyway, um, was pretty bad in his first stint in the majors but has been really good in the minors um i don't know necessarily that AAA to major league baseball is that significant of a difference that he'll go from um like really great numbers in the minors to then really struggling in the bigs uh, but i think it's one of those things where we have to see it and uh unfortunately facing the dodgers is going to be a good way to test that out i'm not sure i'm willing to put my neck out there to, to say i believe in him just yet
0: Xavion Curry gets the star for the Guardians in Pittsburgh against Queen Priester, making his big league debut for the Pirates. Yeah. uh,
1: It's a huge Monday card of like undecideds or pitchers I've never heard of that are coming up. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, Xavion Curry is, uh, I think was a pretty big prospect for the Guardians, which just keep churning out good pitchers, but wasn't on the level of a Bybee or uh, Gavin Williams. So, um, He's kind of hung around a long leaf roll, relief role, which isn't really that popular in 2023 baseball. But uh, it sounds like a bullpen game for the, the Guardians. Can't expect him to go pro- probably more than four innings. But the thing is, the Guardians do have a good bullpen. It's not as good as it has been in the past, but they get to go to Pittsburgh, which is a tough place for a lot of teams to play. Uh, but the Guardians coming off a pretty poor series at Texas, including a pretty big collapse today on Sunday. Uh, Had a pretty big lead against the Rangers, but uh, couldn't hold on. So it's a big step. I mean, they're now looking up at the Twins, who I think were were your pick or your call to win win the Central. Uh, Not a great
0: start to the second half for a lot of teams, including the Guardians. The Giants are at the Reds. Logan Webb gets a start for San Francisco. They're a minus 160 favorite. Brandon Williamson goes for Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, uh, the Guardians hadn't scored in eight days until they got Adrian Hauser today uh, and scored a couple runs. Where I felt I felt a little bit fortunate, watched that game pretty intently um, as I had a, a play out on the Brewers and uh, played the Brewers last night as well. I, I'm just not sure I believe. Uh, Ellie De-, De La Cruz is quieted down, getting a lot of curveballs, and, and that doesn't seem to be uh, his type of thing. Um, I wonder if the Reds just had a lot of momentum going into the break, and that kind of stifled the whole thing. Certainly, it could have been running into a really good Brewers uh, pitching staff. But uh, I'm I'm a little nervous that Cincinnati bullpen looks very weak, um, and I just I don't know if they're going to be able to keep it going. So, and then they unfortunately have to also face the San Francisco Giants, um, who were already like freaking out the broadcasters of the Reds today, who are like, oh, and look who we have coming in next. Uh, A a matchup
0: with Logan Webb, who might knife through this lineup again. The Marlins are at the Guardians. Jesus Lazardo goes for Miami. Miles Michaelis for St. Louis.
1: Yeah, uh, Lazardo with great strikeout numbers. Uh, This is a big test for him. For him, he's going to throw a really uh, high-velocity fastball, but he's got to get it by people, and that's going to be a hard thing, I think um michaelis is uh one of those pitch to contact guys that i don't think is in vogue in 2023 anymore uh he's had an okay year but they're still the cardinals are still the worst team in the central somehow it's still there and uh while the marlins did have a really tough start to the second half as all these teams seem to be uh, they're still off to a really good start to the season 11 games over 500 uh, I'm looking at back the underdog here. And if that is the Marlins when this kicks off, I'm seeing an early line at DraftKings that makes them a slight underdog on the road. Um, I'm, I'm interested in that side. I just I, I feel like while the Cardinals have the talent, they just haven't done it so far. And I, I, I think I'm finally on the side of just not expecting it to happen.
0: Good pitching matchup in Texas. The Rays at the Rangers. Shane McClanahan on the mound for Tampa. They're a minus 125 road favorite. Dane Dunning goes for the home Rangers. Total in this one, eight and a half. High total. Um, But
1: I also feel like some of that is talking about or maybe uh, speculating that McClanahan's not going deep in this game. The Rays certainly are built for bullpen games. They do them all the time. They basically brought it to the league. Um, whether you like them or hate them, they've been great at them, and honestly, it's it's almost like a normal day for them, where plenty of other organizations and clubs can't match them. With that said, I do think that McClanahan, let's say he goes four innings, they still have five innings to cover uh, against a really strong Texas lineup that doesn't seem to be coming back down to earth just yet. I wouldn't expect that to happen at home, and uh, Dane Dunning's not pretty. He's uh, one of those guys that that relies on deception. Uh, But I don't think the Rays have seen him much, and I think that'll help. Um, Came from the Chicago White Sox before, so never any AL East time from what I remember. So I I think he's able to keep them off balance and as a home underdog against what likely will be a short stint or short start for uh,
0: McClanahan. I I like the Rangers. The Nationals are at the Cubs. Mackenzie Gore goes for D.C. Drew Smiley for Chicago. Cubbies a minus 145 home favorite.
1: Yeah, the Cubs uh had a tough home series to the the Red Sox, but um ultimately they're still I think believing that the playoffs are around the corner for them. They could get there. This is a series they have to have. Um uh, hosted the Nationals, now nineteen games under five hundred. Um hadn't won a series besides the Rangers, uh series they won right before the break since May. So um, they get to be on the road where I guess they're a little bit more uh, pesky than they are at home uh, so far this year with the Nationals, but they're a bad team. Kenzie Gore is a fastball-reliant pitcher that doesn't have a lot more. I feel like Bellinger's been really hot, and uh, if not for the, the Red Sox, I feel like the, the Cubs would maybe be looking at the NL Centro as something It's a little bit closer. So they're going to have to get a bounce back here, but
0: I think they do it. The Tigers are at the Royals, Detroit, a minus one thirty road favorite. Matt Manning on the mound for Detroit. Jordan Lyles goes for KC. And it's we have two profitable systems going in this game. One is betting against Jordan Lyles, and the other is betting against the Royals after a win as Kansas City beat Tampa on Sunday. I mean, it's it's I guess those two things seem to correlate quite a bit.
1: Uh it, the sad part is on the other side of that, you're having to bet the the Tigers off the road. <laughs> um, I mean, Matt Manning has had some good starts in his MLB career, but has had a lot of hard contact. And to me, never really seemed to have secondary or tertiary pitches. Um, I don't know if you need them against the Royals, especially not at Kaufman, where I, I think good offenses go to die, but there are no good offenses in this matchup by any means.
0: Uh, certainly lean to the Tigers only. I think it's the only way you can look. Yankees with just a horrific loss to the Rockies in extra innings on Sunday. They will head to Anaheim to take on the Angels. Yankees are a minus 140 favorite with Luis Severino on the mound. Griffin Canning going for Anaheim.
1: Yeah, my namesake is a scary, scary pitcher, I got to say. But as the home underdog, like Severino has has looked horrible this year. Maybe not as bad as the Yankees lineup, but that's two things that are correlated going in the wrong direction in this one. I think it's Angels or nothing for me.
0: Red Sox at the A's, not sure what Boston's gonna do with their pitching situation just yet, but Paul Blackburn on the mound for what will be a home underdog in Oakland.
1: Yeah, the, the athletics, they're just they're not a team I want to back at this point. Um I, I feel like as a home dog, those are usually what try to suck me in. Uh, I fell for it once and got perfect games, so I'm trying to stay away from that if possible. Um, I think the Red Sox—they don't have a great bullpen, but it's probably a Pavetta day or something like that in that that way. So um, I, I just—I'm not really looking to back the the
0: Athletics. So it's it's Red Sox or, or nothing, and, and likely a pass for me. Twins are at the Mariners. Sonny Gray gets a start for Minnesota. Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. Great pitching matchup here. The Mariners, a minus 125 road favorite and a low total, of course, in Seattle of seven. Yeah, not a lot of runs expected there. Uh, I'll actually
1: be in Seattle next weekend. So anyone out there that listens to the pod, please let me know where to buy a ticket for the uh, Jays Mariner series. But uh, talking about this game, as you mentioned, it's going to be a great, great pitching matchup. Great series. Looking forward to it. Um, I really like what Logan Gilbert's done. He's had some stinkers, clunkers, whatever we call them, which has been a little bit disappointing and and hard to predict. But he's still a good pitcher that can find his way out of jams, uh, which I think is how you really label a good pitcher in this year. Um, Sonny Gray has kind of – the wheels have been creaking a little bit. Um, Kind of the – I, like had a lot of a, a string of getting pulled at like 85 pitches for a while I, I feel like he's come through that maybe he was dealing with some sort of injury that was somehow allowing him to start but not um get too deep into games or get that 100 pitch mark um i think from where i sit with this one the the mariners feel a little cheap to me don't love their lineup but i don't really like minnesota's right now either and i feel like they're getting more respect than they deserve with seattle basically being a it's essentially calling these two teams even with a minus one twenty that I'm
0: seeing right now at home. On Tuesday, the Brewers will begin a series with the Phillies. Julio Terran on the mound for the Brewers. Aaron Nola will go for Philadelphia. Milwaukee's hot right now. Winners of four straight. Now they head to Philly. Can the Phillies slow them down? I think they can. And it's a pitching versus hitting matchup. Um the
1: Phillies, I feel like have been pretty disappointing coming out of the break. Uh got a day off on Monday. And as do Milwaukee, um, Milwaukee coming in very hot, as you mentioned, with four straight all against the Reds, um, which has essentially flipped the division from two games behind to two games ahead. Um, with that said, and it's actually big also for the Milwaukee bullpen because Devin Williams just worked three days in a row, which doesn't seem to be happening much in 2023. Um, but I like Noel. I like what he has shown in his last few starts kind of got off to a slow start this season. Uh, and Julio Tehran in Citizens Bank Park is a recipe
0: for disaster. The Padres and Blue Jays begin a series in Toronto. Joe Musgrove gets the start in the opener for San Diego. Can the Padres turn this thing around? Five games under 500, and as Yogi said, it's getting late early.
1: It's getting late early. Yes, uh, I wish I had another Yogi ism to come back to you with. But when you see a fork uh, in the road, take it. Yeah. Fifty percent of the game is ninety percent mental. However, we go anyway. Um, I, I think the Padres are starting to hit again. Manny Machado. I don't know if he's gotten healthy or something, but he was not great for the first half. That's turning around. Tatis came in and got an RBI, RBI or two RBI single today. I think off the bench after a, a ankle sprained ankle or, or ankle turned. Uh, that kept them out of the lineup uh, on Sunday. So Padres are looking good, looking better. They've got a long way to go. They've dug themselves quite quite a big hole. Um, I, I feel like I trust in them that they're going to make a
0: run to try to make the playoffs. It's just It seems like a really long route for them to get there. The White Sox and Mets begin a series in Queens. Lucas Giolito starts against Carlos Carrasco on Tuesday. The Mets are just an embarrassment right now. Do you expect them to start selling off pieces? Yeah, I think they should have started already. I, I don't I know that there's potential to get
1: some panic buying at the deadline, but I feel like a lot of these teams should already be shopping. They probably are to a certain extent, but I feel like getting out there and moving bodies is what should be happening because unfortunately there's a lot of I mean, the biggest payroll in, in history and they're sitting eight games under five hundred pending today's uh outcome. So I, I just I, I feel like they need to start moving players uh, we'll see what happens with the big contracts and who's going to eat money and who's going to do what. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's time. All
0: right, Griffin, before we get to the best bets for Monday's slate, tell everyone how they can save some money and get some great discounts at pregame.com. Yeah, use the promo
1: code BOMBS20, B-O-M-B-S-20. Uh, good for 20% off for all listeners of MLB podcast good for seven days from the podcast release so you got until the 23rd but don't wait there's a lot of picks out there uh plenty of handicappers at pregame.com putting out picks on a daily basis of course we have season-long stuff for the nfl and college football coming up as well uh save 20 percent. use bombs 20 and we get a little credit for it as well so make sure you throw that in there bombs 20 save yourself some money and uh, make us look good and uh for my best bet on this monday episode i'm gonna go stay close to home i'm gonna go texas rangers uh, I see a plus 113 right now, Bet online uh, Dane Dunning back at him, which should be a short outing for Shane McClanahan kids gloves will be on. And uh, I think the Rangers can, uh, can keep
0: it going. I know it's not pleasant betting on Detroit, but to me, I can't get away from Jordan Lyles or the fact that betting against the Royals after they win has just been such a profitable endeavor. The worst record in the sport. After a W, I will fade the Royals after their win over the Rays yesterday. Give me Detroit on the road. Minus one thirty.
1: Can't blame you. Uh, I think there's going to be few opportunities to bet against the Royals. Um, You're certainly not getting the the prom queen to bet on,
0: but uh, it might be the right side. It's okay. She's just the one I'm going home with. (laughs) He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Zedinberg. We will talk to you Thursday evening into Friday morning. This is R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Major League Baseball Edition.